So, uh, Kate Butt, the communications and membership manager from Albion Park, joins us each and every Friday morning. Kate, good morning. Good morning. How are you going this morning, guys? Terrific, terrific. The nitty-gritty of the Summer Carnival, it's come and gone. Plenty of highlights. What stood out for you over the past fortnight? Yeah, plenty of highlights for sure. It's actually hard to narrow it down, but I thought it was a pretty special night for the Dixon family, firstly winning um, the listed event, the Bill Dixon in honour of Grant's dad, plus the other races on the card. Um, I also can't go past Darren and Angus Garrard, combining with their consistent trotter, Sir Fahrenheit, to secure their first group success. And I think that we might have actually put them on top as well, Chris. <laughs> yes, indeed. Are indeed. you the one with the $35, uh, the play smack Da Vinci and Inter Dominion? Uh, no, I can't say that is me. <laughs> he's out. a chance, though, isn't he? On his current form, he's got to be a chance, Kate. Yeah, look, I think he um, performed fantastic when he was up here in Queensland. Obviously, going back to Menangle, where you've got um, King of Swing, he always um, performs fantastic um, on his home track. But, yeah, he's definitely got to be in the money for sure, Mac Da Vinci. All right. We'll be watching with interest from afar next week. We've got 11 races tomorrow night. Uh, the, the racing continues. It's a big card. What's your best bet? Yeah, it's certainly a big meeting ahead. Uh, my best bet comes up in race eight, number 10, Scott's Reign for trainer-driver Talia McMullen. She was really good in winning last week after working hard, and I don't think um, this pacer meets any harder opposition here. Okay, so race eight, number 10, Scott's Reign, your best bet. She's running very good sectionals that mare currently, so that's the, the standout for Kate. Uh, will there be more to come by the club social pages tomorrow morning? Yeah, definitely. Check out our social channels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Creek Albion. Plus, Christmas at The Creek also continues and all the info is live on our socials and via our website as well. Excellent. Thanks again, Kate. We'll see you trackside. Thanks, guys. There's Kate Budd joining us, the communications and membership manager from Albion Park. So her best bet is race eight, number 10, Scott's Rain. We've got a huge weekend coming up. Ryan Spice joins us every Friday morning, and I'm sure he's up fired up for what is going to be a huge weekend tonight and tomorrow night at uh, Melton with the Breeders' Crown action taking place. He joins us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. What's the standout for you across the weekend? Oh, gee whiz. I just think in totality, the amazing card over the two nights the Breeders' Crown has put together is uh, any harness racing fans, yeah, it's just salivating. Okay. Who, who, who wins that three-year-old fillies? This is the much-anticipated hype race across the weekend. Who's going to walk away with the big trophy in the three-year-old fillies division? I have a pretty strong opinion about this race. I think from what better twist body of work that she's put together in New Zealand and then had the progress she's made from run to run here in Australia. I think she's going to monster them. Okay. So you're, you're happy $2 currently. You'd be happy to take that? Well, I took 280 earlier in the week. I think uh, she'll balance up, work to the breeze, and they'll be running from the 1,400 out. So, yeah, it's going to be a great race. So what leads, right? Oh, I think the most likely map is that Beach Music does work to the front, but I'm pretty sure a horse like Tay-Tay and maybe even Treachery, they might chance their arm at the start. And Yeah, Beach Music does lead. And you'd think Ladies in Red will just be chasing too hard? 
I think she's going to have to go three wide solo from out the back. Um, and to my eye, Ladies in Red just looks like she's on the way down. Okay. Has been beaten at a pass yeah. two. Go on, Steve. I was just going to ask you, who has the preference of all these Emma Stewart horses in regards to driving? So you've got uh, Beach Music, Amanda Turnbull. Then you go down to, of course, um, Ladies in Red's Moran, isn't it? Uh, Jackie Barker on on Joanna. And better twist, of course, that's Nathan Purden's horse for Anthony Butt. But with the Amanda, the Emma Stewart horses, Chris, who gets the preference drive here, these fillies? Well, David Moran normally drives both Beach Music and Ladies in Red, so he would have had first choice on which one he wanted to drive. He's got okay. a very good association with the owners, uh, Bill and Ann Anderson, Lauriston Bloodstock. So he made it pretty clear he was sticking with Ladies in Red, and they left it up to him following the barrier draw, and he opted for Ladies in Red despite that second row draw. So that paved the way for Amanda Turnbull to get the call up for Beach Music. So, yeah, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Who does it follow out, Ladies in Red, Ryan? Uh, Steve, off the top of my head, I couldn't yeah, exactly Better twist, actually, I think, your selection, because Tough Tilly's not running. So it'll be four yeah. off the second row, Chris, won't, won't it? So follow out yeah. better twist. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but she, she'll just yeah. come with one run. She's not going to – she can't go forward, in my opinion, early. Okay. Okay. Well, that premises to be the highlight race of the night. What's the best bet for Ryan Spice across the weekend? Mate, I'm going to go with one tonight. I'm really keen that General Dodge gets the job done at Melton. That's race seven, number 11. Currently, he's a bell 50 with Tab. In my opinion, this also be super competitive in a Hunter Cup. If he was actually going to go to the Inter, he'd probably be on the third line of betting. So he's just a, a you know horse with explosive speed. He'll sit back, come with one run. And I think he really should be more $1.20, $1.30 mark. So General Dodge is my best. Okay, so that is race seven, number 11 there. That race has sort of fallen away a little bit with the scratchings of both Willie Go West and Out to Play. So it sort of just takes a little bit out of that race, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm flabbergasted General Dodge isn't prohibitive odds. Yeah, okay, so we'll take that tip, race seven, number 11. Is there anything at Albion Park across the weekend? Yeah, one that I will be backing each way that if it comes up a double-figure odd is Bray Beach in race number one. He's come up with barrier two. Uh, he had no luck last week. He did push forward at the start, but then he had to drag back and he settled closer to last. His sectionals were great. Um, if he can settle closer this week, Brendan Barnes goes, Brendan Barnes goes on for the drive. I think he is definitely an each-way bet. Okay, so race one, number two. That's a really strong race. $20,000 up for grabs there, so it's drawn together. A very competitive field. So race seven, number 11, General Dodge, that's tonight. Albion Park tomorrow night, race one, number two, Bray Beach. Brian, really appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend, and we'll be talking again next week. Thanks, Chris. Actually, Ryan, before you go, is there one particular track being a professional punter that you'd like to invest on around the country or you have more success at and one track you don't like to invest on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not that keen betting on Menangle. It's just a track... Uh... Yeah, how they end up single file with 10 horses is beyond me at times. Um, but the track I love betting at the most is Reckless. Um, it's right in my wheelhouse. Why do you like it so much? Uh, I love the three bends. I love that you can sort most races out and point them down to two or three selections. Um, and also, too, it's a track where driver skill comes to the fore. So we see drivers like Pete McMullen, Nathan Dawson, really dominate. 
So given you don't like betting on Menangle too much, you would probably wouldn't like betting on those, some of those American tracks, that being the case. Yeah, I've, I've never had a bet in the US in my life. Mm. Chris Barsby loves it. <laughs> yeah, well, each to their own. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Spicer, there you go. Does that surprise you, Chris, that Ryan's favourite track there is Redcliffe? No, it doesn't. And I think there'd be a lot of putters uh, that, that would enjoy betting on Redcliffe just because there's that consistency. Uh, and it's that's probably the complete opposite with Menangle. You don't get that consistency there. But with, uh, with Redcliffe, rather... Um, you know, the three bends, you know how the configurations are, you know how sort of most rap, uh, most races map. So it doesn't surprise me. I, I know a lot of people that enjoy betting on Redcliffe and Darren Glenn would be no different yeah, as well. Yeah, I was well. just about I'm to sure say, he's, he's easy to be burning right now. Darren, he's yeah. online. Darren, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Just putting that fire out on my ear, Steve. <laughs> One of your face. You, you enjoy a flutter at Redcliffe? Yeah, no, I, I love Redcliffe. I for all the reasons mentioned and the, and the reasons Ryan mentioned there as well, it just it's you can work it out. And, and I go back to and it's something that I'd never heard really said before, but it sort of resonated since you said it about two or three months ago. You had Trent Dawson do an interview, and he said something along the lines of, "You take a horse to Redcliffe, you get a Redcliffe horse." Well, ever since he said that, I really sort of paid a bit of attention, and there are really. Redcliffe track specialist horses and that's what I really like and you find races where um, you get those horses that really specialise on the track it can then make it even easier to to pick off a winner especially if a horse is then coming back to Redcliffe or having its first start there might come up short in the market where you're prepared to take it on because it's having its first look at, at Redcliffe. Mm, yeah, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Let's focus on Albion Park for tomorrow night. Big 11 race program. It's not one of the carnival nights that, like we've seen over the past fortnight, but it's still it's a, it's a very competitive meeting. And this first race is intriguing. Uh, Ryan's just given a good push for Bray Beach, race one, number two. We've got $20,000 up to grabs here. And as a result, we've got a very competitive lineup. How do you see the opener tomorrow night? It's a great race. These. Um extended stakes races that they've been putting on have really um, thrown up some great races and this is no different. Bray Beach, uh, it's interesting in hearing his thoughts there. He was um, probably a bit unlucky there last week, just didn't really go to plan. Um, I've probably got Ella Guila from gate three, probably looking the early leader. He's got good gate speed. As does there's a chance in gate one who's absolutely flying at the moment for Graham White. So I think there's going to be some some good speed in this race. The one I've put on top, Chris, is actually the three-year-old drawn out in gate 10, Manila Playboy. He'll be fitter from his first up run last week uh, where he was first up from gate seven in that three-year-old feature. Uh, He'll take good benefit from that. He finds a race where there's going to be plenty of tempo I believe like with those ones that I've just mentioned El Aguila there's a chance throw in Miorca this mare absolutely flying for Grant Dixon six out of her, her seven starts at Albion Park she's been able to win the one she was beaten it was by an absolute nostril uh, Uncle Shank got her up the passing lane so don't discount her from out in gate seven even though she might have to work but um, I just like the, the fact that Manila Playboy returned pretty good and he finds a race here where there should be some genuine tempo. So I think he'll be a, a bit of a price as well. Okay, so race one, number 10, Manila Playboy. The Open tomorrow night, Darren, is race four. Several are backing up from the last couple of weeks with the features, including the Queensland Cup last week and the Be Good Johnny Sprint. What takes your fancy in the Open race four? 
Yeah, I've put LL Cool J on top. I just think he's had he's had the four runs back now this campaign. Probably the absence of some of those the the top top ones not being there this week will be in his favour. Even though he gets gate seven, he gets gate seven from his own doing. He was a uh, made a mess of the start there a couple of runs back. His effort was good on that occasion in the Beagle Johnny. He was he was okay. We've sort of mentioned this a couple of times. Not entirely sure exactly where he's at this campaign perhaps not back as good as he was going in the winter I think he gets his opportunity here to show that um, he, he really is stepping back up the other one speech is silver um, was given it a bit of a push last week um, off the back of his sectionals in the in previous weeks leading up to the Queensland Cup last week I was a little bit um, a little bit confused when he got sent around to the chair last week to sit outside Mac Da Vinci. So I think going back to his normal pattern of coming with one run, especially in the smaller field this week, I think he can certainly show up as well. But marking LL Cool J on top. Okay, so race four, number seven there, LL Cool J. What is the Darren Clayton special tomorrow night? Yeah, I think that comes up in race number six, and that's horse number nine, Franco Hampton finds a race here uh, where he should just be able to push through early easily enough. Been going really well, this guy. A um, couple of runs back, he was just down the line behind Will the Wizard, the start before that, behind Mac Da Vinci. He was a winner five runs back, and then um, he was a winner in this grade, what we, what we deem the veterans company, but he was a winner in that grade two starts ago. Then last week, or, or last time out, wasn't very far at all and just had no luck whatsoever. He gets back to this veteran's grade. Um, he looks graded really well in this, and I thought he was a really good betting proposition. Race six, number nine, Franco Hampton. Okay, have you got any thoughts on the quaddy tomorrow night, main quaddy, five, six, seven and eight? Have you got any numbers marked down for us? Yeah, so in that first leg, um, we've got Franco Hampton. Um, if you're looking... Or have I got the numbers wrong there? He's in the second leg, sorry. The first leg is race five. Uh, I've got number six go lightly on top. I think he's getting ready to um, to, to hit the board. Dangers there, number one, Notorious, five, Life's Black, and ten, Shadow Minister. So playing a little bit wide, numbers one, five, six, and ten, with number six go lightly on top. The second leg, Franco Hampton's race Happy to go one out with him. I think, uh, like a, for the reasons outlined, I think he's a very good chance. The third leg, race seven, again, another one I'm keen on is number one in Squire. Um, he had to do it um, pretty tough three runs back. He was only one and a half metres away from the winner on that occasion. He hasn't drawn a nice tight inside gate for the last few starts. He'll take big advantage here, so... If there's dangers, it's probably number two, our major day. So we'll go numbers one and two. And then in the final leg, Scott's Reign. She's been in a super, super form of late. Wins at three of her past four. She looks hard to beat despite coming up with gate 10. Um, lining up pretty much against the same field she defeated last Friday. Thought Molly's secret was probably a little bit disappointing on face value last time out. Just perhaps hit a little bit of a flat spot when she went to take off. She can be sharper and uh, we'll throw in number five, get ready to rock. So numbers five, nine and ten with Scott's Rain on top. Okay, so just repeating those numbers. First leg, one, five, six and ten. Second leg, nine only. Third leg, one and two. And that last leg will go the numbers of five, nine and ten. The best bet for Darren 
race six, number nine, Franco Hampton. Darren, you provide the dashboard for Racing Queensland with their website each and every week. Is that going up this weekend again? Yeah, we've done all the work on that. That should be live. Uh, if it's not live already, certainly um, by the end of today. We've got the driver to follow is Talia McMullen. She's only got the four drives tomorrow night, but that's a pretty good four she gets. She gets Square Dealer in race two, Notorious in race five, Spots Rain in race eight, who's uh, Kate Butt's best bet, and BMAX C in race nine, who's uh, absolutely flying, just needs a little bit of luck. So um, certainly a good four for Talia there. We've got the... A um, couple of profiled runners, BMAX C and Fond Memories. I think Fond Memories gets a nice drop back in grade from taking on those open mares back to a conditioned band five. We've got the Quaddy, early Quaddy, Trifecta and a best bet. So it's all there and it will be live uh, later today. Excellent stuff. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. Best of luck across the weekend. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Looking forward to this big card at Albion Park, complimented with Melton.